Hey everybody, welcome back to episode 2 of Laps of the Lake. Jules, Michael and Darwood are back to recap their fortnight of running. We also answer a couple of questions and go in depth as to see what their opinions are in those areas. So I hope you thoroughly enjoy the episode. Well done to both of them as well on their result of the Perth Half Marathon. And um, as a spectator, it was amazing to be down there and watching everybody having such an amazing time and how lucky we are to be able to have a race at the moment in 2020. Uh, it was great to see some of the fast guys up the front um, with Ben Chamberlain, um, also Jerry Hill, and the ladies, Nera Jerob, to going back-to-back, and Sinead Noonan, and the usual suspects, Kat Watt, um, who's going to be running Bribble Lake as well. So, yeah, well done to everybody who ran the Perth Half Marathon today, and we hope you enjoy episode two of Laps of the Lake. As usual, we've got Jules, Michael, and Darwood. Welcome back, team. Hi. Hi, guys. Good day, everybody. Round two. All right, let's jump straight into it. How about, Darwood, you kick us off on uh, some of the highlights of your fortnight, or you can tell us about your whole fortnight if you want. Yeah, I'll, I'll do the whole fortnight um, while I, everything is fresh in the memory. Um, last week was probably the best, best week I've had since I started my running journey. I, uh, I had a, almost pretty much a 50K week, which was my best week yet. Um, my, my pace was getting up there, which was really good. Um, I did, by the end of the week, start feeling a bit sore in my legs and the calves. Um, at one stage, I thought I might be getting shin splints. So um, I... Took it easy for a day or so, but um, yeah, the first week was really good. I started off the Monday with a 10K run and felt really good after that. Um, Wednesday, I did another 14Ks at what I thought would be my race pace, about five minute, 30 second Ks. And that, that was really, really good. I felt really positive after that run. Um, then on the Friday, I did the 18Ks with you around Bibra Lake, which was um, also a pretty good confidence booster, I think. Um, the, it was an easy-paced run, but um, I didn't have any problems with the distance. So that really was a good, a good confidence booster for me. Um, and then on the Saturday, I just did a really lazy 4Ks with the boys. Um, they've got their school cross-country coming up so we did the cross-country lap three or four laps of that which was just really really easy and enjoyable and not too much pressure on that but um, yeah so the first week for me was definitely the highlight since I started running it was really really good week except on the Sunday I was definitely feeling it and getting a bit sore and especially the lower legs, and I thought I might be getting shin splints, like I said, but um, yeah, it was a good week overall. Uh, the second week, or this week just been, um, it started off really well, 12Ks on the Sunday with another 7Ks on the Monday, and that's probably where I thought, oh, hang on, um, getting a bit ahead of yourself, because definitely, definitely getting sore legs, Um so I gave Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday just a rest day. Um, definitely just thought, oh, the body needs a bit of a rest. And then um, 
did the Friday morning, the 15 of almost 15 Ks with you and the other boys around Kings Park, Owen, which was, um, which felt really good. So I think I'm going all right because I had a 45 K week last week. Then I had another 33 K week this week, taking into consideration that I had three rest days. I, I think it was, it was a good fortnight overall. I think, um, I think I'm where I need to be. I don't really have anything to fall back on, but I think I'm, I need where I am, where I need to be four or five weeks out from a race. So we'll, we'll see how we go. Yeah. And that, that was my fortnight, guys. Have you, um, I've got a couple of questions, but the first one, have you thought about how you're going to taper? No, not really. I thought I'd do maybe this week coming up. Um, try and do another big week and then the last three weeks just taper off a bit and just um, maybe try and get K's on the legs but not worry about the pace that much. Um, yeah, so that was my plan this week coming up. Try and push for another big week and then start taking it easy leading into the race. Yeah. Um, and the se- oh, well, second one's will be more of a, a point. I think that tired feeling is just accumulating fatigue basically like i think we all we get like that in a marathon jules you're probably feeling like that now i know i sure as hell am all you want to do is sleep eat sleep eat um but then 10 k's into the run you actually feel pretty good so i reckon what you're feeling is dead on natural but you probably might want to look at just slowing them down a bit okay because everything you're almost doing is like one paced in a way. Yeah. So maybe you probably just want to sit on the side of caution because in terms of when you were running me that other day, that was easy. You're going to just smash this thing out the park. And I'm sitting there going, oh, two hours is not even a challenge for you. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I just, you were doing it so easy. And I was almost sitting there thinking, oh man, I've got another like 12 Ks to go. This guy's going to drop out soon. <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah, I think you're in for a pretty big surprise because you've got the distance. You did 18K, so you've only got a few to go. But, yeah, maybe look at slowing them down a little. But when you do your session, really do it well. Yeah. And then when you do your easy run, really do it easy. Yeah. Because you're probably just getting into that danger zone where everything is the same, like it's all one-dimensional. Yeah, that's sort of what I was thinking, doing a bit of a sort of, debrief with myself not last night the night before i was like my my good runs is five minute 30 k's but then on the days i go for a sort of slow run it's still under six minutes so i was thinking on my easy runs i'm not going easy enough if that makes sense um um it's pretty much just one pace all the way so i was actually thinking about that the other night that um, i might have to just slow my easy runs down a little bit more yeah, um, I very common. It... Very yeah, common. Um, yeah, and I'm, I'm still trying to figure out the, the eating and the nutrition side of it. Um, not really sure yet how I'm going to approach the day, eat before, eat after. Um, yeah, so something else I'm thinking about. But um, the running, I think, is going all right. I just need to, like you say, take it a bit easy. Yeah, it's a fine line. Like, I don't know what the other two think, but um, 
for me, it's very much like do your quality, quality, and then you're easy, easy. Yeah. Like, I don't know, Jules yeah, and Michael. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I reckon too. With like when you're saying there about what what you're going to eat and trying to figure that out, just change nothing. Whatever you normally do, like if it's if it's a race in the morning and whatever you normally do before you run in the morning, just do the same thing. If you, if you normally have toast or wheat bix or whatever you have a coffee just do exactly as you normally would don't try and change anything or you, know, you end up halfway through the half marathon needing to go to the toilet or something like that which isn't what you want so yeah what keep... if he what if he doesn't know and he's not doing anything though yeah so that's start the... trying it out now <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah you got plenty of time yeah at the moment i'm pretty much getting up at 4 30 run from five to six and then have a shower, go to work, and then that's it pretty much. At work at 7.30, maybe have a couple of bananas, some yogurt with frozen berries and muesli, and then just hang out till lunchtime. Oh, yeah, oh that's not, a big gap. Yeah, it's not, not much, and I'm not sure if that's maybe why I'm feeling a bit more tired and a bit more lethargic sometimes. It's just I'm not getting, especially straight after the run to refuel, might not be getting that quite right at the moment. Chalk milk. Mm. Chalk milk. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, chalk milk in the car will be probably the best way to go, right? Mm. It's going to be instant. Yeah, absolutely. Nice bit of protein and carbs and where you go, just something into the system. I wouldn't worry too much about running fasted. That's okay. But it's probably good to get some food into you soon after. Yeah. All right. No drums. I won't. Swing past the service station, get some chalk milks for the week, and we'll let you know how I go next time. Doesn't yeah, have to be a liter. No, yeah, no, no. Yeah, yeah it definitely. <laughs> I'd almost, I'd almost grab the small. You know, you can go to Coles yeah. and Woolies and get the small one. Yeah, it's like it's just like a pretty much a half a glass worth, almost, isn't it? Yeah. Um, they're just down that pretty much straight away, and then it just tops you up before you actually get to have a breakfast. Yeah. What is it? Three hundred mils, I think it is. Um, like that. They normally go for about a dollar fifty, two bucks, I think, um, and just yeah, get a few of them. But a half's a weird distance too. Like I know personally, I could turn up to a half if I'm racing a half. I'll probably fuel, but I could turn a half out week in, week out, fasted. Every mm. run during the week's fasted, right? Like, but you turn yeah. up to a half and you go, oh, I've got to worry about what I'm going to eat. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would do half marathon in training, no problem fasted. But like, we've got the half marathon tomorrow, and yeah, I wouldn't get past ten k if I didn't have a relatively decent breakfast tomorrow. Just like knowing that you, you're going for twenty one k all out, like on the limit the the whole way through. Um, yeah, there's no way I'd get through the race tomorrow without some sort of breakfast and some bit of caffeine and probably even some food halfway through. But then mm. again, like that's on the limit the whole way. You're probably worth, if you're going to do one more long run, you're probably worth getting up at the same time you will on race day, yep. having something to eat and then running at the race time. Yep. Like that might be the best way to go. So if you're going to do 18 Ks again, like maybe next week, yeah. get up whatever time you're going to get up race day, have something to eat and then have your long run at race time. At eight o'clock. So get yeah. Yeah. Good, yeah. Have 
whatever be- I'm going to have for breakfast. Because it's also going to be hard to adjust on race day if you've never run at 8 o'clock before. Yeah. Like, you know, I know for me personally, it's I'm going to have to do a long run starting at 7. Because everything I do starts from 4.30 to 5 have o'clock. Have a sleeping, Yeah. But my boy, it's going to be weird to adjust to have breakfast late. That's why I don't know how these guys run at 10 a.m. Because even my lunch will drive me nuts. You know, like, yeah, you, mate, you, you're the four yeah. hours. So. <laughs> yeah. Have, like, yeah, it would throw me off, I think, if you did it consistently. Yeah, I might try that tomorrow, actually, cause, because I skipped a few runs during the week because I was quite sore and tired. I was going to try and go for another long run tomorrow. I might actually try that tomorrow and try and do sort of a race routine. I haven't really thought about that. I've just sort of thought, oh, I'll, like normal, get up, run the zone, get in the car and get down to Pepper Lake. But that's probably not the ideal ideal way to look at it. Yeah, you probably want to look at what happened, like, if you need a lot of carbs. Like, you're probably looking at 30 to 60 grams an hour. Yeah. So, well, depends if you want to pre-carb, like, pre-carb or if you want to have something during the race. Like... I wouldn't really get, I know we were talking about gels and things, but I wouldn't really get caught up in it if you've yeah, never tried I've, it. Like, I've never tried it. And even like my longest run I've done so far was 27Ks and I didn't have anything to eat or drink in that distance. And I, I thought I did fine, but obviously I wasn't going going at the limit the whole time. So I, I don't think I'll bother too much with anything during the race. Um, I might just try a few breakfasts the next over the next couple of Saturdays or Sundays and try and do a run at race day, sort of almost get mentally into that space of all right, get up a bit later, but then still be ready to to go at eight o'clock, I suppose. Mm, um, interesting. Cool. Yeah. Good fortnight. Nice work. Just yeah, cool work, towards mate. it, mate. I reckon uh sub two is easily in the bag, but yeah, this is a uh, time you don't want to cook the golden goose anyway. So yeah, just stay fine. safe. Start fine tuning. All right, the bloke who I think should be within those twenty-four names that were seated for tomorrow. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> but see, I'm still trying to figure out how he wasn't. But anyway, I think you'll cause a nice little upset somewhere in that top ten somewhere. Mike, how's your fortnight been, mate? Fortnight's been good, yeah. Um, I definitely won't go top ten tomorrow. Looking at the names, but uh, not to worry. Um. Yeah, Fortnite's been real good. Uh, what did we do? So a couple of highlights, I guess. Um, last week and Tuesday, I went down to the 5K time trial. Um, I was chatting about last on the last podcast. So, yeah, came through with a PB, um, 15.38 for 5K. Um, yeah, so it's the, yeah, absolutely delighted with that. So real good hit out. The um, Yeah, it was like lovely conditions, there was a real good group of lads to run with um, that were running with the, the front runner crowd, which is handy. Um, and yeah, I kind of led for the first maybe two, two and a bit Ks. And then one of the lads took off in front of me and another guy went ahead of me again, which means I had two lads sit behind and yeah, kind of just sat back until the 4K and we all kicked it down and came back nice and strong um, for the last four 800. So yeah, I was delighted with that. Really, really happy to to break 16 minutes and um that was like my number one goal this year was to to break 16 minutes for 5k so that's a nice box ticked 
Um, and then I was fairly sore after that. Uh, pulled up with my calf, just I think I had a little bit of a calf strain potentially uh, after the race. Uh, like doing the cool down jog was pretty painful and a uh, little bit of a limp then for the rest of the week. So uh, took Wednesday off, bit of an easy run Thursday, easy run Friday easy run Saturday and then I was still a little bit sore come Sunday so I decided just to take Sunday and Monday off um, just to fully recover and let the body uh, just get back to 100%. I'm never afraid to, to take the extra days off and never too worried about like the overall weekly mileage so I was just talking kind of similar to you David where I've done a bit of big work and just knew that the body needed to take some time off took those two days off um then an easy run tuesday this week uh, this week's a bit of a i guess semi taper week with the half marathon on at the weekend but yeah so tuesday was an easy run wednesday i just wanted to test the calf so i went out in some local trails and did 15 by 300 hard and 100 easy um kind of a in or around half marathon pace a little bit quicker so i was pretty happy that that went fine calf held up pretty good uh, easy run Thursday, easy run Friday, shake out this morning for 5k and we're good to race again tomorrow. Uh, so yeah, it's a pretty standard two weeks, or well, not a standard two weeks, but an unusual two weeks, but yeah, 5k PB and then tapering since. And, uh, so tomorrow that, it's, a, it's a bigger step up, right? Because you were pretty much working towards that 5k, but has your mileage been... Like, are you in 21k mileage, or do you kind of in the back of your head go, oh, from about 13k's, I might have to hold on for dear life? Yeah, yeah, I'll be holding on, I reckon. <laughs> um, I'll have no problem getting to 12k, <laughs> <laughs> maybe even 14. But yeah, it's it's hard to know, like, because I've never really done a whole whole lot of mileage before or a half marathon like the I did an hour 15 in Bosso back in Fed and like my biggest mileage leading into that was 80k weeks but I had a couple of like longer runs so what I've missed out now in the last probably month month and a half is like getting those like consistent 80k weeks with a big long run like a 2024 20, 26k long run at the weekend so I haven't had any of that kind of stuff leading into this um, purely because there was a 10k time trial, there was a 5k time trial, and when you have that kind of stuff, you've got to take down weeks to let the body recover. So I'm not really prepared, to be honest. Um, but at the same time, I've had you know relatively consistent 70, 75, 60k weeks, which for me is similar to what I would have done for my last half marathon PB. Um, mm. So I could easily run a PB tomorrow, and I think as long as the calf holds up fine that I'll sneak under the 115 um but yeah I, yeah I, I've no idea I reckon 10k will flow to it and that'll be that'll be no problem and then when the you know, when the race really gets on it'll be interesting to see what happens from there and how we pull up for the for the rest of the race but there's a like you would have seen the WA Marathon Club with the list of lads that are running like there's a serious <laughs> crew of guys running so There'll be no shortage of people to hide in behind and get a bit of a, a bit of a toe for a few K here and there. So I'll do my best to do as little work as possible up until maybe the 15K mark. And then if I'm feeling good, we'll 
uh, yeah, go around the outside and see if we can come home hard. But yeah, every intention to, to float nice and easy up until about 15k if I can get away with it. I think your pace might catch a few people out because a lot of the guys who are seated on that list are marathoners and they've been doing marathon mileage, right? So this half pretty much popped up. And I think because everyone's hungry for a race, they've gone, I'll jump in. I've been doing 180k weeks. Yeah. So you might find that in a way, if you really wanted to, you could probably blow the doors of people early and that might put them under a bit of pressure or the pace is going to be probably quite steady and then you could open up in the back half. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be fast because, yeah, there's a lot of marathoners going at it. Like there's no real 10K guys stepping up, is there? Like a Ben Chamberlain's going in and he's like a, he could probably go hard early, but who else do you really see who's going to pull the field along? Oh, well, you've got um, uh, like oh, what Tom Bruins is doing it now. Like, you know, they're longer distance lads, but they're super quick. Like they're an awful lot quicker than I am over every distance. So Yeah. I'm just interested to see if many of them, like Thomas is running Bibber Lake in four weeks. So yeah. he's also in, look at Jules today went out and we'll speak about her fortnight, but like she's not tapering for this. So I think, will he just be almost seeing what happens in the back half? Yeah, potentially. Yeah. Might, he might even have a session to do. So he might, he might be doing like intervals almost within the race. You never know what he'd be up to. if He's doing more marathon specific training, but yeah, who knows? It'll be good. Anyway, it'll be good fun. There'll be a lot of real quick lads to, try and keep up with if we can and yeah fingers crossed they'll get a pb um i hope it's not too slow because i don't like when you go out and yeah yeah cases that you know they they can go quicker um so hopefully people go out at that like you know i'm kind of aiming at about 330 pace give or take um so hopefully it's around there and if it is and they keep that going for 10 or 12k and you get that toe along um yeah, that'd be ideal. We should come with a pretty decent time from that. But yeah, I'm, I'm not sure about where I finished, to be honest. Were you not temp- tempted to run the 5K? No, no, no. What is to stay champs for the 21K? So I had it in my head at the start of the year that it was going to be all 5 and 10K races and I was going to do the June up half marathon, which was meant to be the state champs. Mm. Uh, but that was obviously cancelled with COVID. So when this came up and... I know it's, I think we only had like four or five weeks notice of this race. Uh, so when it came up, I was like, all right, stay champs. That was, it was on the plan to, to run it. So let's go. Nice. Cool. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm going to come down and have a look at you guys and see how you go. So yeah, it should be good fun. I think. Good man. Give me a good old slap as I go past. <laughs> well, hopefully you don't need one on the way back. But, um, <laughs> yeah. Jules, what's going on? Not not seated either for tomorrow. Hi, no, definitely not. No, so, I'm. It's, I'm gonna have a solid hit out as a training run, and it's in a 32 kilometer long run for me tomorrow. So, um, yeah, no need to overcook the cake or whatever you mm. said before. Something about the goose. Yes. Um, yeah, no, I. Yeah, yeah. As you saw, I ran this morning, so definitely no taper. My goal race is Bibber Lake. So tomorrow will just be a bit of fun, see some friends and enjoy wearing the um, 
endorphins for their first race. Nice. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yes. So I'll report back on those. Um, so are you going to do... Before... You go, Aaron. No, you go. I was going to ask, uh, Julia, are you going to do, if you're doing 32K, are you going to do like a 9K warm-up or? Oh, 3K warm-up and then 8Ks afterwards. Oh, good on you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll shout you on from the campfield. <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> before, be you nice you Fortnite, before you yes. go into your Fortnite, people need to go have a look at that session this morning because I don't think I've seen a better progressive anywhere on Strava this whole year. Oh, so radio. Thanks. It was just like perfect. It was, yeah, there was nothing off, but it, yeah, you just need to go have a look. It was dynamite, but anyway. Then my, my secret weapon is to, you start slow. If you go out too fast in a progressive or you're fucked at the end. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. It's going to catch you out somewhere. Yeah. Um, so my fortnight, I, yeah, so last week I was um, child free. So I got some decent miles up. I did a 15K recovery on the Monday, um, Tuesday, eight. Eight eight hundreds at the track. Um, funny story. So, the first time the track reopened to the public, or oh, a little couple of about six weeks ago now, I think I had twenty four hundreds, and I thought, yay, that's awesome! I can go do them on the track. Don't have to do them, McGilvray. Great. Anyway, Matthew Ramsden, he's a gun runner. He was doing a time trial, so that meant I had to jump out to lane four. Anyway, back at the track on Tuesday and um, had my 8800s and, yeah, of course, he's got another time trial, so jump out to lane four. So uh, next week I've got 24 400s and I'm really hoping that Matthew Ramsden doesn't have a time trial because I'd like to do those in lane one. Anyway, I like the track. It's good fun getting around there. Um, Nice to see a consistent pace. Are the rumours true that you gave him a serve? I've heard from a very good source that you uh, <laughs> gave gave his group a mouthful. Oh well, I just said let's let's <laughs> call it a deal and let me know when you're going. And yep, yes, we all pay our eight dollars to get into that track, so it's all fair and love and war. But tipped um, off from a reliable source that yeah, it oh. wasn't as polite. Oh, well, <laughs> yeah. No one's ego is big enough that they can't share a bit of the track. Yeah. Um, and then the next morning I did 20Ks with my favourite group, the Double View Mums. That always goes quite fast. Um, the Thursday I had four lots of 2Ks. It was windy as well, but um, so someone looked more tempo than threshold, but got through those. Uh, quite well. Friday had a rest day. Um, oh, Friday night I was up all night with a sick child, like literally all night. So this is the beauty of where a coach can help. I messaged Tina on Saturday morning and said, I'm just absolutely exhausted. I've had like less than four hours sleep. Um, I had a progressive run planned. So she said, right, can it and just do an easy 12K, which I did. Um so that was, yeah, that was a struggle, but got got through it. Um, and then Sunday long run, I had 30Ks with uh, 10Ks at marathon pace, which I um, nailed. Um, 
that was yeah all around the 420 mark so really happy with how I'm going with those um, and then this week just gone easy Monday an hour uh, Tuesday six one k's. Actually, I wore the endorphins at the track, and I averaged three thirty fives for those. So, really happy with that. Probably the fastest I've ever done my one k reps. Um, good indicator of my fitness as well. Um, Wednesday, I did forty five minutes after work through Kings Park. That's all I had time for. Uh, Thursday rest day, and then last night I just did an easy ten k. So. Um, yeah, I think it will be about 90 Ks this week, 115 last week. So everything's coming along really nicely. I'm happy with where my training is at. Nice. Yeah. I, I reckon 70% of runners either do that run when they're wrecked, like, you know, you had an average night or they just don't do it at all. Yeah, I'm definitely in the 70%. There's not much that will stop me from running. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah, it's my mental health really suffers if I don't get a run in. Oh, I did um, did give myself a little scare last week. I I think I just did my own head in thinking I had a stress fracture in my foot. But um, yeah, it turns out I just tied my shoelaces a bit too tight, so just a bit of bruising on top of my foot, and all good to go. So you went straight to the extreme, got a stressy. Oh yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> Um, I, well, that probably goes in hand. So I've, um, not surprisingly with the high mileage dropped a, um, bit of weight and I'm sitting at a well, good marathon weight. Um, mm-hmm. so just having to really watch my nutrition, um, make sure I'm fueling myself. I don't want to drop any more weight. You know, I'm quite aware that low, low body weight in females can, um, you know, potential risk for stress fractures. So mm-hmm. that's something that Tina and I are working on together. Um, definitely something to keep my eye on. I mean, I am by no means an elite runner, but, um, you know, everyone is just as much at risk of developing a stress fracture, whether they're elite or not. So touch wood, uh, actually I shouldn't even say it. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty, I'm pretty, um, malleable like I don't break down too often but I am very very aware that I could at any time very common yes I'm in the uncommon group where it hasn't happened to me yet Mm. but yeah it's good that you like and again the benefit of having a coach talk about when you're tired because if you don't have that person most people go out and do that session and it's terrible quality or they oh yeah yeah no, well, I was happy to get a run in. Yeah, mm. definitely. Um, People are too stubborn to take days off. That's why it's common. Mileage is key, mate. Yeah, but that's it. It's key, but it's the stress factor puts you out for six weeks. The two yeah. days taken off would have been an awful lot better. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. It's funny how we just we're our own worst enemy, aren't we? It's Strava, oh, yeah. but it's Strava. If no one sees it. And you've had a day off. No one knows. No. But when the whole Garmin going down thing. Oh, oh yeah. Like COVID no one knew. For runners, no Garmin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but no one knew if you weren't running because no one knew what you were up to. No. Yeah. I took two that days was... off. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Good timing. And then when it came back, everyone forgot about your previous week. Like it's, you know, yeah. I think Strava again comes back and people go, oh, I didn't run today. I didn't log something. No one saw what I did this awesome session. Like, 
Yeah, I think it, I it's know. what. Damn you, Scarman. That was, yeah, <laughs> very annoying. Yeah, um, do you, do your speed sessions change longer into a build? So if you're doing 1K reps, do you change the pace of them compared to week five at so week 15? Tina only um, gives me a guide for my marathon pace. Um, she set a pace for my tempo and threshold. The speed stuff, she tends to let me decide. So, so I, I just let my body kind of find a groove. Um, as my fitness has improved, my pace has improved. Um, yep. what, what used to be, you know, I was doing my 1K reps at 3.40 and now I can get them closer to 3.30 pace. So it's just I, I, I'll go by feel and I push when I need to and I back off when I need to. But, yeah, the pacing then, gets better as my fitness gets better, basically. Yeah. But even yep. in terms of even if you're not running faster, you're probably – your economy's better. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Mike Darwood, any questions? No, I was just thinking the same as Julia. When you're sort of in this training regime, you tend to go to the one extreme to the next, where Julia just tied a shoe too tight and she thought she had a stress fracture. <laughs> I just had a bit of a sore calf and I thought, oh, no, this is it. Six months down the drain, I've got shin splints. It's like, just like one extreme to the next. So, yeah, I'm glad it's not just me. No, who, who, who does it? Yeah, definitely. Nah, good work, Julie. You're flying it. I've had. A, I just pulled up your uh, 15k progressive. It's uh, oh. very good. Thanks. Tasty little graph going on. Yeah, I do like a good graph. You will have. Yeah. Well, it's all fingers crossed, but you shouldn't have any problem holding 420s. No, hopefully not. Uh, what does taper look like? Uh, for the marathon? Yeah. Uh, well, you're going to have to do one for tomorrow. No, no. <laughs> I was going to say there's no taper for tomorrow. Uh, so we're going to do a two-week taper and it will just be a progressively lighter load. Um, certainly in the week before the race, everything will be easy. And, you know, if there's any speed, it will just be one minute on, one minute off, um, you know, maybe half a dozen of those. But my, I think I've got a 30, well, I've got a three out of 10 run two weekends out, I think, or three weekends, I can't remember. But um, traditionally I've gone for a three-week taper, but I'm going to um, trust the process here and we're doing two weeks. But, yeah, yeah, definitely backing right off on the load. I am a grumpy runner in taper. Don't come near me. Sorry, girls, my kids are going to cop it. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, don't cope like, too well, yeah. but it's all part of the process, right? Well, it comes down to probably a lot of factors, like more time in a way. Um, you're getting closer to this thing that you've been baking. And yeah, like there's so much pressure even on yourself. Like I was thinking about opportunity today. I said to a few people on the run that like, I'm the type of person about you guys, but everything I do, even race or other sport or light, like I go in knowing that I've given myself the best opportunity. So there's no excuse. Like I didn't, can't say, Oh, I didn't do enough. Oh, I didn't have enough time, whatever. So on the day, if it blows up, such is life, you can kind of live with it. 
but you're probably similar. Like you've done all the mileage, you've been going at this for months. So when a taper comes around, it's like, oh, geez, now I've got to wait more and I'm doing less. Yeah, yeah. My um, biggest thing since having kids as well is um, trying to not get sick in taper. They're a little bit older now, but certainly when they were younger, you know, both in daycare or the germs, that was intense. I think I dodged a gastro bullet last marathon. Anyway, yeah. that, yeah. And obviously your immune system is copped of beating with all the high mileage. So it's just, you're ripe for any cold or anything else to come along. So that's probably a big thing for me too. Yeah. No, good. That's good. Mm. Good fortnight. Building Thanks. along nicely. Yes. Oh, can uh, I mention my monthly mileage? Yeah, for sure. You <laughs> so I did. That. Oh, it's only because, so I did 455.9 kilometres and I'm only saying the 0.9 because um, Kat Watt, who is a gun runner and I admire um, and respect her very much, she did exactly the same mileage as me for the month of July. So That was amazing, yeah, yeah, it's freaky. Um, so if that's a good omen for Bibber Lake, then I'll take it. When yeah. I saw those two compare, I thought, how on earth have you guys? I think, was even the average daily the same? Well, yeah, because it was the same, exactly the same. I just, I, everything matched. Like, there was not even one. I was like, your calories. That was the only thing. Oh, that yeah, was out. <laughs> yeah, I probably work a bit. Like, um, my heart rate gets so high, I don't know. But yeah, <laughs> I'm bigger than her, so I burn more calories. I don't know. But yeah, so that was um, a freaky coincidence. Nice. Very nice. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Did, so you're going to be seated for Bibra or? Seated? No, yeah. no, no. Just <laughs> plodding along. Like under the thing. radar. Under the radar. No, there's. I think there's going to be a good good group of women at Bibra Lake. I know the guys' list is looking quite good. But, um, yeah, I'm happy to sit back and watch some of the women fly around past me. It'll be a good good race. Yeah, the ladies' race is like just jumping even back on to tomorrow. I know we're doing Bibber Lake here, but like the ladies race is almost more interesting because mm. it seems like the packs are closer. Like I think tomorrow yes. somebody could come way outside of that six and just absolutely decimate it. Oh, yeah. You well, know. there's a – I mean, the Marathon Club put out a good list of the guys. Um, yeah. And there's a fair few women who weren't on that list. Um, but – yeah, it's good. It's good. WA has some nice runners. Um, it's friendly, com- like the competitiveness is all, it's all friendly banter and, you know, it's just a nice environment. I think it's yeah. really good to see. Do you know yeah. any of the other ladies that are turning up um, to Boob rather than Kat and yourself? I think Jackie's jumping in as well. Uh, Jackie, uh, yeah, that's... Um, Maybe Lauren French. Uh, yeah, I don't know too many other women running at the moment, but uh, I'm sure there will be a few more getting on board before the day. We'll get Chris on maybe next episode and uh, maybe we'll do some live seating. That'd be good. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, put him put him under some pressure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I had a pretty good fortnight. I uh, think I mentioned I was jumping into 100K week the last chat and I hit 100.1. Which well done. you have to you have to go one over because Strava stitches you up 
every just time. Just in case, yeah. Oh, just every now and again. Yeah, that 9.99. So, absolutely. Stitches. I had this vision of getting back to the cafe and it's sitting there at 99. I thought, oh, I don't want to go out for that. I'm not that bloke who goes out for that K. No. Um, but, yeah, it was a good week because I shifted around. So I had the Friday off. So um, Darwood, we got in touch and said, right, let's do a long run on the Friday. Um, so the week was pretty much straightforward, did my tempos, um, my other quality session and the rest was all easy running, but, but my plan was for the Friday, do the 30, ideally do it, no, nah, maybe a bit more comfortably in, um, but it was good to have someone to chat to, like you kind of, in a way did the work for me. Cause I knew once you ducked away, I'd be pretty much riding solo and then would have to go for the last bit. Um, I knew it was going to catch me at 25 just purely because we got rolling a little bit. Um, but, yeah, it was comfortable. Got to the end and was nice. Had the rest of the day to recover. We were pretty busy, but it was nice to have a day off work where you didn't have to think about anything. And then, yeah, got the shoes back on at about 3 o'clock just for a 5K flush. So I knew it was going to suck. The first K or two was always going to be horrible. But... I know from doing them previously that from the second K onwards, you feel unreal. And it happened like it just opened up and my legs wanted to go, like just really wanted to go almost at race pace. Um, so for me, that was a really good feeling because I thought if I'm still struggling in the third K, it means that I've overcooked it somewhere. So, yeah, and then I ducked out the next day for a nice recovery run which after a long run, I normally have the day off. So it was nice actually to get out and flush it out again the day after um, and then hit 100Ks by the Saturday. I wasn't tempted to go out on the Sunday, which I felt I could have. But yeah, so that was a nice week. That was, I don't know about you, Jules, but you hit that week where you go everything, you're t- ticking boxes and you're actually on here. Um, up until then, I, I was confident but you need to get that big week and then feel good on the monday so yeah monday came around easy runs again and the new thursday was my big session where i was doing like a 15k tempo and i was going to chuck the endorphins on and the same thing happened where my legs just wanted to go faster than my head did and i was actually thinking about mike and julia i was sitting there going Michael's sitting on my left shoulder, Julian on my right, where I said on the last recording, this is my race pace. I'm dialed in, not going and <laughs> had Michael going, I think that race pace is getting quicker, mate. Um, but like 10 yeah. seconds faster than my goal race pace was really good, like really comfortable. Um, and I got to 12Ks and dropped the hammer for about oh, four seconds quicker again. And I just had to stop after three Ks of it because I could feel myself getting carried away. Mm. And I thought, this is like what I'm not actually doing what I'm supposed to be getting out of this session. And nine times out of 10, I would have just rolled on, finished it and gone, you're an idiot. Like what, that was not the point of that. Yes, you absolutely smashed the doors off this tempo. But the point is your race in like four weeks time. So I just stopped. I stopped dead on the spot and almost gave myself an uppercut. And I was like, pull your head in, let's go again. But I don't know, like, I'm just in that no man's land now that I sit there and go, oh, maybe I am a few seconds quicker than my race pace, which I should be because you're fitter. But I'm not sure. Like, what do you guys Was think? that your longest run in the endorphins? 
Yeah, it was. Yep. And they felt good? They felt good probably after 5Ks in, but that's yeah, only okay. because this was the second time I've worn them. Yeah, so right. I did find going around corners, not that I went around heaps, but when I did turn, they were a bit clunky. Yeah. Like I, was, I wasn't stable, which I think that's what those kind of shoes are like, right? Um, yeah. Yeah, but it shouldn't be an issue because not like we're turning around heaps of corners anyway. No, just but, circles. <laughs> yeah. I need to figure out a way of – I'm going to do a 10-mile tempo this week. Um, so I just might use them on this week and then again next week I'll do a 10-mile tempo. And then I don't think – you can't really wear them for anything longer, can you? Because then that's basically a race. Well, you're using up your valuable race kilometres then. Exactly, yeah. I um, got other. a pair of the Saucony, the Endorphin Speed this morning. So as soon as they arrive, the pros are going <laughs> in the cupboard for race day. <laughs> so, yeah, they're my race shoe. So, yeah, but that was I reckon you're underselling cool. yourself, Erwin. I think so, a little bit. But I also don't want to get to 32Ks by going way too fast and the freaking walls fall right off and you just see them scattering into the bushes. <laughs> so... <laughs> That's what you yeah, probably want, right? Yeah, your race plan, I assume, is your your race plan, I assume, is to negative split. Um, so like if you're if you're flying along in your tempos and your pace is feeling really good, like surely that's just going to mean for you when you get to that marathon and you're doing that first you know, 25, 30 k, that you can just you know dial it back, cruise on through, keep the brakes on, and then once you know you're ready to go, whether it's the last lap or last lap lap and a half of the of the lake just like all right we're still feeling good we're on and off you go and just drop the hammer and see what you can what you can smash out like if if, if you're going that well and your tempo is and you're 10 seconds ahead of pace yeah like it sure and i like going off what you said last week where you know your pace is your pace and that's what you'll do like you're primed just go out of that pace don't get carried away and yeah see what you can do for that last six or nine k and see how you're feeling but yeah, sounds good. Listening to you anyway, that's for sure. I think you don't really hear anyone at the end of a race go, oh, geez, I've still got heaps in the tank. I could have gone quicker. Like you more than likely, yeah, geez, the ton of bricks fell on me at 35 Ks. <laughs> and that, that might be because you went out too hard. So I think what you're saying is, you know, just go out at your, at your like your race pace kind of or your tempo and yeah. then – if you get to a certain point, you're feeling good. I know Kev Matthews, his whole thing is it's a 32K training run, 10K race. Oh, yeah. Um, but I think I've said before me, I get to 28 and then it's a 10K race and then you hold on for dear life. Um, you, you know what? You might surprise yourself. You don't yeah. have a comrades in your legs this year. So there's quite every chance that, you know, you're in good shape and you can go for it. Yeah, and I think, like, that's what I want to do with this race. And I, it's very much – I've always wanted to be – you just run your legs, like, throw the kitchen sink at it. Because mm. normally there's been a comrades here or you're doing something. Whereas this, there's nothing after this. This is it. Yeah, you can go and do yeah. one of the later races like Busso or whatever. But this is it. Well, how do we know what's going to happen in September? So we've almost got four weeks now where – I'm just going to go throw the kitchen sink at it and who knows, whatever happens. But yeah, it's been good. Been good fun last fortnight. So I cut back a little bit 
this week just did 85, but you throw a couple of rugby sessions and a game in, that takes it over 90 odd. So 371k month, well done. which is I think my biggest month ever, even outside of Comrades. I've never done yeah, wow. over 370. So um, oh, well done. Yeah, it was enjoyable. Bit of a cumulative fatigue setting in, but this is my favorite part of a marathon build up where you're absolutely cooked. You're sitting there all day like your eyes are hanging out and you want to go to bed at 6 a, uh, six p.m. It's, um, for me, it, that's how, you know, you get that feeling like you're, it's game on. I'm not sure if you yeah. guys get that. But. Yeah, that consistent feel, the feeling of having done a, a nice block of consistent training where, yeah, I'm yeah. that now. I'm like, because we've had all these races and time trials, I just feel like there's, I haven't had that consistency. I'm looking forward to this race being over tomorrow to have that four-week build where I can feel like, oh, yeah, I had four big weeks of training. So I'm envying listening to what you're saying with, with how you're going. It's very good. So do you have just one more big week and then you're going to taper for three weeks? Is that, that what you're looking at? Uh, so, yeah, I'll have a big week. This will be a 100K week coming up now. Yeah, and then I will go up to... or about eight and then i do a two-week taper so yeah i i taper quite aggressively which i found works well for me i mean you pretty much sound like you were similar because i i felt like i'd tapered for a really long time in previous races and yeah it's almost gone mm. like i've got this mentality that you should be turning up on race day and then the next day you're almost unfit you know like you're ready to go you are like in a cage waiting and then the following week you should feel horrible yeah well yeah which is i don't know that hasn't happened before i've almost felt like i should have had my race the week before in previous tapers so yeah i've learned the last couple of races really to have an aggressive taper and even run the day before i used to never do anything two days before but the day before i normally do 5ks nice and easy yeah and you turn up feeling amazing on race day. Yeah, it's good to get out and just freshen the legs up. Yeah. So we're all on. Sounds like everyone's good. Jules uh, just needs to sort those that lace tying out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right, <soon. laughs> Yeah, I can imagine, though. It's just those weird things that – and it will get worse over the next two weeks. You'll, yeah, probably. Somebody will sneeze 500 metres away and you'll put a blanket over your head. Oh, well, two young kids around me. There's no, there's no hiding from that. Yep. Yeah. We've got a few birthday parties coming up in the next oh, two yeah. weeks. So Get the mask oh, out. Oh, jeez. I, I, I think one here, <laughs> <laughs> one comrade's year, I actually didn't go to a Mother's Day because oh, there was dedication. a couple of people who were, a couple of people were sick. And I was actually, uh, my mother-in-law actually said, she goes, oh, maybe you shouldn't come because she could see how I was going. I was like, yep, ticket. Stamp. <laughs> See you later. So. <laughs> There's your leave pass right there. That's, yeah, that's how you know it gets extreme when you. Yeah, it's um. Nah, nice. Good work, guys. Uh, we'll do one question today, um, and we'll hold one off um for the next episode. Um, so maybe we do. How has your training gone for this compared to other events? Um, did you hope it was something? something else was going to happen or is a shorter build better for, like did it work for you so darwin 
Um, well, this being my first race, I don't really have much to compare to. But um, just, I think overall, the body feels good. I had a bit of a setback last week or early this week with the sore legs. But I think oh, my, my body is telling me I'm doing all right. So, yeah, now for me, it's just trying to work out when to start the taper. Because um, the same as you'll know, when some guys in rugby, they don't need a week off. You almost had a week off and you lose your groove. So um, the running for me is all about confidence. I'm not sure exactly how I'm going to approach the taper yet because I don't want to lose almost the, the feel-good factor that you that I have at the moment. So, um, yeah, but I think not having any past experience, I think I'm I'm going all right. And I'm, I hope it, it all comes to fruition on the day. Yeah, um, yeah. I think you're like, just so interested to see how you go because oh, I just think you're so underselling. But you don't know, right? I don't. And you know, don't. You don't want to be overconfident. Like, you don't. But, you just just try. Like you say, under promise and over deliver. I think that's what I'm doing at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> that's my motto going into this race: is just under promise and hope deliver. <laughs> nah, nice. Yeah, that's cool. Michael. Um. Yeah, it's gone pretty. Yeah, it's, it's been different, I guess, uh, compared to everything, like any normal race. Uh, as I was saying just a few minutes ago, but like having all the, the random time trials and, and different things thrown in, I don't feel like I've gotten a good block of training in. Um, like just missed out on some long runs and like some of those kind of key sessions that you always like to get in each week. So, yeah, it's been it's been different. But obviously, like PB in 5K and 10K over the last month, so... We're traveling pretty well. Uh, I'm just looking forward to yeah finishing up this race tomorrow. Hopefully, PB in on 21k and then having a big three week block to just yeah feel good about having consistent weeks of training in the legs. Um, yeah, getting into the 6k and then the 10k race, which will be the week after. So yeah, no, it's going overall going really really good. Um, but yeah, no complaints, I guess. But are you very much a person, since you've been running, that can just dial up really quickly? So you don't need to do months on months? Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, definitely can. Yeah, And like even even with just having three weeks to get ready for Bibra Lake and then four weeks to get ready for the, um, the 10K at the Bridges, that's, for me, like that's a good block. If I get a good four weeks in, I'm, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to rock. Don't need a whole much... Yeah, a whole longer than that to um to get ready. So yeah, it's usually just yeah, give me a little bit of time and away we'll go. Cool. Uh Jules, did you guys almost earmark August, September to begin with? Because you've almost just turned Kiko. Oh, so I, I think I mentioned last week I was going to do Gold Coast Marathon, which is the first weekend in July. Um, so I actually started a 16-week training block for that back in April, I think it was. Um, and I did the whole 16 weeks. It was evident, you know, before halfway through that the marathon wasn't going to go ahead. But um, just with some personal stuff in my life, I um, – needed that structure so I did the full 16 weeks um and then obviously 
uh, as soon as Bibra Lake got announced, Tina and I jumped on that. I was hoping for something in, yeah, August, September. Um, so I finished my 16-week block for Gold Coast. I think I had a week off where I just did it unstructured. And then um, she threw an eight-week program at me. And apart from this one run, oh, what was that progressive run that I had to abort last weekend, it's gone like to a T. I, I haven't skipped a session. Everything's gone as planned. I'm um, I'm pretty good at following a program, that's for sure. And then you don't you do look ahead. Do you go now? Oh, I've seen another race on the program in September. That maybe that can be like a fallback, or do you go? I am nah. throwing the kitchen sink at this. Yeah, Bibber Lake is it. I tell you what, if some idiot brings. COVID into our <laughs> state and it spreads like wildfire and the marathon gets cancelled I will be devastated like I yeah. am putting everything on this marathon I'm the fittest I've been in my life um I think I've got a good crack at a good marathon time so um with 24 weeks of training behind me I'm um looking forward to having a good hit out I mean there's always another marathon right mm. I, I I am lucky this year. I did the 50K in January, the ADU 50K, and I did the Bustleton half. So um, I have, you know, in this crazy COVID year, I'm lucky I've got a couple of races under my belt. But I um, I have a goal. I like to do at least one, if not two marathons a year. That's just my little personal um, goal. So Bibber Lake will be it for this year. Nothing. I might try and find a 10K race after that. Um, already got a girls weekend booked for uh, the Fremantle Running Festival, so that's not going to happen. But if something else comes up, I'll do that. But, yeah, Bibber Lake is it. That's my A goal race for the year. See, Frio um, is purely on road, hey? Just if anyone didn't know. Yeah. It's 100% on the road. And I've got, I'm in Rottnest that weekend. I'll be sipping cocktails by the beach. <laughs> no running. <laughs> yeah, I kind of um, still feel bad because I reckon we're probably in the small percentage. This will be my second marathon of the year. Uh, geez, some people yeah. that haven't even done a 10K. Um, but yeah, I just, in a way, I don't know why. I know there's people out there, I've heard them even say, oh, it's laps. Don't want to do it. Like, we've got no idea what's going to happen in September. You know, no, just, take this opportunity, I reckon. Yeah. And just even if I know you, maybe you're 10 minutes slower, almost, you don't know what's going to happen. Just go out and get a time on the board. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I'm the same. I was sitting there this morning thinking we have four weeks. If anybody comes in here in the next four weeks, oh, I'll go nuts. <laughs> like, <laughs> so we got well, four and we all... people. Oh, yeah. We all know laps isn't too bad. Like, you've done a few training runs around Bibber Lake. I did that yeah. 40K there two weekends ago. That was my biggest thing. I was like, oh, I don't want to run a marathon where I'm running six and a half laps. That's a bit of a mind game. But having done it, I know that it's okay. So that was my biggest barrier. So nothing's stopping me now. Well, I think, like, I think it's turning the negative thought into a positive. Imagine coming around for one lap to go. And, you know, I've got six Ks left. This is the time I have left to do it. Absolutely bury your legs. Whereas yeah. in a straight or a double lapper, you almost don't really know where you are. 
Yeah, you this, you're going on right, day, one lap. Sure. Yeah, you don't, yeah. It, that's right, isn't it? Whereas on this race, you're going to go, oh, it's a lap. I've got six Ks. Let's absolutely go nuts here. Yeah, um, and you have many speed left in your legs at that stage too, lad. <laughs> yeah, I pretty much know at 36 Ks in a marathon, I know where I'm at. <laughs> There's, yeah, oh. but no, I know what you mean. There's like one lap. It's doable. It's fine. It's yep. yeah. I yep. think yeah, yeah like, there's a lot of people that like Darwood, you said the same. Like, and because they're going to build such an atmosphere, like I went down last year and that start finish just lifts you. Um, and when, you know, the 6Ks jump in and the 21s jump in, I think that lap is going to, the first two laps are going to fly. Fingers so, crossed. Yeah, no. Yeah, like what helps for me with the laps being my first race, of course, I know Barbara Lake quite well. You almost set yourself like little mental markers. You're like, oh, you get to this drink fountain, you're like, oh, yeah, I'm halfway off this lap. Or you get to a certain bench, and like, oh, yeah, after this bit, there's a bit of a straight, I stretch the legs, that's the home straight. Or so, like, uh, for me personally, I think running the laps would be good because I know Barbara Lake quite well. There's a few mental triggers along the way which I think would be helpful on the day. So I don't think it'll be then. You can't really think of anywhere nicer if you're going to do seven laps or three laps, in my case, to, to go do it on the day. I do think the risk factor is going out too fast, though. Um, yeah. Because, uh, yeah, you have the ability to get swept up in it. And because there's going to be a lot going on around you, there's the chance. I think you really have to get into your zone and dial in and almost not really worry about anyone else that's around you, even in your own race. You know, which yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think Michael might be maybe a bit harder in a six k, but people aren't gonna not gonna be fifty people going at your pace. No. <laughs> but I think the risk factor in any race though is going out too fast, really, isn't it? You get caught up in the hype and the commotion, and you see out of someone just a, a half step ahead of you that you try and hop on the back of a next minute you're going 20 seconds a k faster than you, you were supposed to and it's almost hard to pull yourself back to the pace that you're supposed to be running at yeah interesting anyway more to chat about all right guys i think that'll do us episode two locked away awesome thanks erwin and thanks uh, guys we'll good chat on episode next. three awesome <laughs> happy running everyone yeah have a good fortnight the, uh, the unseated yes, dominoes that are going to fly through the field. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good luck tomorrow.